and you know me, <laughs> you know my name anyway. <laughs> and I've got a list of your names, and I realise if I ask you all to, to give me your names, I'll forget them all by the time we've got to the end. <laughs> so I know a few people, and uh, I'll sort of try to figure out uh, which name belongs to which person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. So you've had uh, some of the logistics, the other perhaps piece was mentioned, the um, sense of how we hold silence and the purpose of it, and of course the ethical basis, that we call five moral precepts, so it's really obvious, not stealing, <laughs> killing, <laughs> of acts of violence and um, sexual activity and uh, false speech and intoxication and we're adding to that um, using silence so inside here we have periods of silence also some dialogue questions and answer sessions and so forth otherwise make an effort to um, hold the silence the, the verbal silence and uh, listen into it listen to what it what it allows, makes possible. Hmm. Some ways the uh, <coughs> very topic of the retru- of this session, Sankara, which is uh, one of those words that have a variety of people have tried a variety of translations on it to try and express what it means. Hmm. And we have one here, I think, creative formations. sometimes you see it as mental formations bodily formations, verbal formations determinations, activities, programs there's a range of um, uh, words that are tried to use to to get this term into our handleable experience and uh, so it can be expressed in a number of ways, but uh, one thing that when we refer to the use of silence is because actually we are a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so because we already are a conversation, conversation is happening emotionally, psychologically, internal, because we're internal ruminations and thoughts, that conversation is also a conversation of our emotions we listen to them, sense of what we say emotion, a sense of feeling welcome, feeling uncertain, feeling excited, feeling whatever, and something's happening, it's being communicated, and we're listening to that and we're affected by that. Now that is Sankara, that sense of energy being transmitted and causing effects. Um, that's our, so we actually are that series of conversations. So there's the I'd say the more emotional or, or uh, non-verbal conversation that's occurring for us with ourselves. You know. There's the verbal conversation that's occurring and there's even a bodily conversation to do with experience of relaxing, feeling tense, subtler experiences also that we'll perhaps un- hopefully unpick 
the point of using silence is to listen to the subtler conversations and also some of the ones that carry you know significant meanings for us some of these conversations have a certain poignancy to them as you probably all recognize that poignancy, that making something poignant is a sankara some of the intensities to them that creation of intensity is sankara some of them cause us to act either we speak or we do things that acting tendency is also sankara Um, some of them just keep suggesting well this is who you are this is what you should could be this is where you are that suggesting is also sankara (laughs) so it's something that's constantly informing Um, so this is why it's called a formation it continually informs who we seem to be and actually that informing is a dynamic process of bodily somatic energies conversing emotional energies verbal energies and they're all interacting so it builds up a dense web a weave that also has a certain familiarity to it guess what that making something familiar is also a sankara and this is where it taps into what we call karma in, uh, you know, which means certain formative tendencies that define uh, oh that's me that happens to me this memory bank this bit the pieces that are remembered remember only a certain fraction of our experience is remembered that choosing of what to remember and what to act upon that also is sankara so it forms and defines and leads us or leads this mind and uh, there is also the experience of the sankaras changing that which led towards pain or upset or worry is turned towards compassion or release or understanding that turning is a rerouting, a reprogramming. Yeah. Sounds kind of mechanical, but uh, a a healing, you could say, or uh, I've completed that message. I've finished that conversation with that person ten years ago, with that thought, with that. Yeah, that's completed. Now it can be a new conversation, or in fact silence nothing to be said finished completed mm-hmm. that completion is called the stilling of the sankara and so this is often equated with the experience called nibbana which happens incrementally uh, and happens uh, sometimes micro increments of and as a potential that uh, can flower, can unfold as these sankaras are resolved and there's an increasing ability to feel open, free and um, receptive so the stilling of sankara is one of the ways in which nibbana is defined 
So we can see Sankara is fundamentally of an energetic, dynamic nature. This is why the stilling of them is not the destruction of anything. Uh, it's just the resting. It's enough. It's finished. Mm. Now in this period, that was just a little thing, uh, this period Let's see if you looked at the um, the routine. Really, not a lot of detail. We've got some times to, to gather, uh, to assemble as a group, and then it just says the program <laughs> continues. <laughs> because uh, this this Bodhi College is is set up to be something that uh, integrates. Um, study or a certain amount of academic or conceptual know-how or knowledge or inquiry with uh, hands-on direct experience which we call meditation you know, how these two fit together and in a way what I'm what I haven't made too much detail around it was because I need to know and find and be informed of how does this swing along We've got like what we've got four or five days, and I'm not here to teach myself. I'm here to guide you. So in a way, I need to get some sense of what what's helpful, what works for you, what where to go in this. You know, do you want more of this or in that? And naturally, um, there's a feeling for for that. You know, um, so but essentially, we have some definite beginning the day with meditation, silence, sitting together, might be a little bit of key instructions for, you know, to get, get us all settled in on the same page as it were. Evening session, last session will probably be any questions that might be coming up in the day to explore them or again just letting things quiet down into silence so we go to, to rest. And uh, the rest of the day, you know, the main chunk of the day there will certainly be some um, give some talks and uh, meditations and uh, questions and answers perhaps some body work, qigong uh, and we'll see how that all fits together and certainly there will also be some time for you to just you know (laughs) go Go out for a walk or have a breather, or you know, just not to be in a in group format all, all the time. Yeah. But, but that's there's something we, we need to get a sense of. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, uh, and there'll be references fundamentally. My, my tradition is the um, is Theravada and the reliance is on the Pali Canon, the, uh, some of the early Buddhist scriptures. So those are the reference points I might, I'll be quoting from or even writing up on the board so that uh, those of you who want to take it further, you know, if you have these books or you look online, you may be able to track some of these suttas and, um, or books and check them out for yourself you know, at a later date or, you know, during the retreat, there are, I think, there are copies of the Pali Canon here. Mm.
so you've all been traveling so it seems most appropriate we spend some time just really uh, settling in So let's uh, take up our mm, sitting position for meditation. So some say some things that may be obvious, but I feel it's a, you know, appropriate to um, just key, write some key, and uh, so settling in. Essentially, the first um, thing we want to touch into is what I call ground. This is meditation through the body frame of reference of body, embodiment, and the, the first frame of reference, embodiment, and the ground. Ground means probably just coming down into the legs and seating the seat on the floor, and the pressure there, the sensations there as a reference point. And making much of that expanding one's awareness of this contact contact with what's beneath your body which is supporting you supporting your body making much of that so if we you know soften the impression, the visual impression we have of a body, which we tend to carry around as a as a ongoing blueprint, say, well, well, what does the body really know in and of itself? Well, no, no, hair, eyelashes, toenails, shape, colour. There is this contact, physical contact sensation and other aspects to that just the contact is, is experienced in terms of firmness uh, and a degree of warmth certain stability it's not shaking around and you sit in there you requires no particular effort it's a given thing it's not something that we have to make happen there's certain undoing 
of mental activity to just receive this experience when it's received fully received settled into this we will call ground where other impressions of the body can be relaxed ground and safe this doesn't have to be held on to it doesn't have to be negotiated safe ground mind supportive We're making much of that dwelling upon that As we open to that to make more of that and see what can be put aside, like uh, past, everything outside the room or even outside that particular impression. I'm just learning how to relax muscles in the fingers and the face. we do so feeling what arises from the ground this upright experience something rising up which is not so emphatic sensation as the pressure beneath but we do experience a sense of something gentler that has an upright axis to it rising from there just begin to feel that let the body form come into formation from the ground on up what is really directly felt similar um, textures are there, there's a certain firmness degree of firmness 
certain degree of warmth. But this is also flexibility. If you're the flexing of the abdomen associated with breathing, but it's uh, not exactly stable, but it's steady because it repeats. So this rhythm, you can perhaps feel that. Pressures, textures, slightly flexing and changing. Expanding and subsiding. And we begin to also recognize space. Space, that which I, this thing and this body embodiment can expand into. Open space in front around, behind place where there's no pressure, no resistance feeling the body within an accommodating space make much of the sense of space and feeling comfortably settled within that So settling means everything begins to, doesn't immediately, it progressively comes into a coherence, sense of harmony or things coming together. And the primary agent of that is, is awareness. So where you angle or how you angle your awareness. So you want to make more of the stability element, the earth element 
called focus on the ground and notice that there's even a certain quality of earthiness in terms of that upright sense, spinal inner column strengthening, holding the body up by itself and how does that flow? What's what helps us helps that to become clear and apparent? The earth, the earth element in the body, firm, stable. Meditation, important feature of that is the simplification, pruning away. So we come to a much more simple, um, stable, um, elemental structure. Earth, warmth, rhythm, flow, coherence, space. It's the balance in that. So the balance is created or encouraged through bringing your attention to bear upon what's needed. So if you need more space, to contemplate the space quality around your body, the openness, chest expanding. Mm. <coughs> contemplate the Warmth, fire element as warmth, also as energy. Energy associated with being just with travels as we breathe in and out. The energy of breathing in and out. Brightening the in breath, suffusing on the out breath.
Coherence is the water element. This means the sense that every part is part of the whole. And there's a wholeness there. It's sensitive, rather like a lake. There is checking with anything, the head, the skull, you're aware of that, you're aware of how that extend your awareness down to the pelvis and the skull. Pelvis and skull is head is as if it's floating or above the pelvic area. So there's a balance there. Those two are not separate, they are part of the same thing. Sometimes this means that as you bring your awareness from a part to the whole, it helps energy to to balance from some areas have too much and some areas not enough. So you connect them, the energy will tend to drain or flow from the surplus to the deficit. So you find just aware of your head, which may have a lot going on in it. Retaining awareness of the sensation of the energies there, drawing your attention down, widening, lengthening, down into the back, chest, the abdomen, pelvis, floor. So it becomes a coherent unit rather than bits. And you can process that also across your body, one side to the other, hands. Or even the sense of the entire form occupying this space as an entirety, with no part left out.
So you can, of course, um, refine your attention to the breathing process, and this is the at the core of the bodily experience. It's called the bodily formation, the bodily sankara. Breathing in, breathing out. Um, but maybe this is no specific emphasis on any particular physical location, though you may adopt one. Um, more in the sense is location and awareness as this experience manifests. As it manifests, the beginning of it, tugging, the energy pushing, opening, rising, and it comes to a, a the in, what we call the inhalation as it rises, expands, and it begins to slow down and pause. And it's a hovering moment and it process then picks up and experience something suffusive and subsiding. The outbreath, breathing out. And this rhythm, this rhythmic experience in awareness, the bodily sankara. And the whole of that it can be, of course, useful to get specific points, such as the what happens in the lower abdomen, you know, that kind of gristly muscular piece that pulls breath in. It can be expanding, experiencing the chest expanding, or the drawing of air through the nasal cavities down the throat or even flushing in the skin that occurs behind the eyes and in the skin any of this and all all of this anything that one can comfortably attune to so we're not trying too hard it may take a while before that process comes to the fore Essentially, the, to allow that process comes to the fore, we establish ground, the elements of groundedness, letting the body come into awareness, and then seeing how that central experience can come manifest within that. It has a, obviously a very beneficial effect in terms of harmonizing. Harmonizing the mind and the body.
So I'd like to take leave to um, bring this session to a close for the evening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>